Yeah, can you hear me? Yep, can you hear me? Yep, that was smooth. Sweet. <laughs> thanks for coming on the show, by the way. Of course, thanks for having me. Yeah, it means a lot. I've been a huge fan of your, you know, music. Oh, thank you. That means a lot. I'm glad you listen. Definitely. Uh, hello, boys and girls. Welcome to the Doku Podcast, aka Let's Talk About It. Today we have a future legend in the making. She's somebody that's very special. Like in not even a couple of years, she's gonna blow up soon, you know. Uh, but her name is Anna Marie, and she's really, really talented. You guys should check her out. Uh, thank you, man. Very kind words. No problem. Are you from Boston originally? No, I go to college in Boston. I go to Berkeley College of Music, but I'm from New York originally. Oh, nice. I, yeah, because I could kind of hear an accent. I was like, okay, where's <laughs> she from? Uh, how is Berkeley? I hear that's an awesome school. Yeah, I I love it. I'm very lucky to be there. Um, I'm double majoring in MP&E, which is music production and also music therapy. So I get like a really well-rounded education there which is sick i've learned a lot more than i thought i would in the span of these few years nice that's beautiful yeah i love it when the artists actually can do more than just write and sing like can produce too because mm -hmm. i don't know if you know this but did you hear the interview that uh ariana grande gave for the uh, rain on me video i didn't no yeah, she. I think it was Zane Lowe she was talking to, and she was just like, it was so interesting working with Lady Gaga because she's so hands-on. She was mm -hmm. like, she's never worked. And, and most young artists, you know, don't do this, but she was like, I've never seen anybody, like, in the studio with you while you're recording on a feature. Normally, they just send the features, let alone touching the production or... Mm you know, being on set and, like, putting your hand and, like, everything creatively. And, you know, she started, Ariana, she's starting to, you know, dabble in production, too. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if you uh, saw it, but she has this glove that can, like, manipulate sounds. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, yeah, like the vocoder glove. That, that's yeah. Like, yeah, I think it's a super important thing as... I think someone starting off especially is getting establishing your own sound on your own terms. And I think that can only come if you're hands on with the production and you're making the mistakes. Not if you like writing a song is important and you get to say everything you want to say. But when you get to build the story around it, it's it's a different ball game. Like when you're when you're that hands on with it. Yeah. Who what inspires you? <sighs> a lot. I think what inspired me to start getting into music. Um, when I was 13 or 14, I went to an Ed Sheeran concert. That was my first concert I've ever been to. And he sang, like he came up on stage, started singing. And like, as soon as that started, there was just like a feeling in me. I was like, oh yeah, I got to pick up a guitar. I got to figure out how to do it. And then from there, it started writing songs. And I think as you go on, the more music that you listen to, the more you expand your vocabulary the more instruments you try to pick up, the inspiration just comes naturally from hearing and seeing people who are amazing at what they do and can tell stories that you're going through, but you can't exactly say. And yeah, I think it's yeah 
something that's exclusive to music is that feeling, that sort of mutual understanding that can reach beyond that. So I think that's what inspires me most to keep creating and keep learning and keep writing. Nice. So it, it's safe to say that it sure and yeah, the one no, that for got sure, started, for sure, hundred you know? percent. Yeah, th- that's cool that you can say uh, your first concert was Ed Sheeran. My first concert was Miley Cyrus meet Hannah Montana <laughs> with the Jonas Brothers over here. It wasn't really that cool, but 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 eleven, bro. Hannah Montana, Hannah Montana oh, had some bops like uh, "Make the <laughs> Noise." Are you kidding me? <laughs> like whatever, my friend, because like I'm a huge like old school Disney mm. fan, radio Disney kid. And whenever my friends try to clown me, I'm like, look, listen to the lyrics. Yeah, it might be corny and for kids, but Ali oh, and AJ know one. <laughs> like that song has like oh, some meaning in it. You know, whenever I'm down, I'm like, you know, I don't yeah, want to be no, anybody but me. It's, you go, it's something you know? like important to talk about that like pop songs and like little kids songs they get a bad rep because oh it was on disney channel it was this it was that it's childish but there's a reason that like it did so well and that it's that you could still sing the songs to this day like it's catchy writing it's earworms it's good production whether you want to admit it or not it's like a very well crafted song even if it's just like for disney you know Exactly. Now, how would you describe your genre? Are you pop? Would you describe yourself alternative? I think right now I'm leaning more towards indie pop, but I get asked to write a lot over um, like EDM, future based type of songs. Um, That's not really my direction. I get asked to do a lot of that. And that's what like most of my Spotify looks like. But um, stuff that's 100% me, 100% mine. I'd say is more like indie pop, alternative folk in there, in that realm. Yeah. Who's your top three favorite singers, male, female, or both of all Mm. time? I have to say Ed, because that's the reason I started music. So Ed Sheeran's one. Um, Yeah. Amy Winehouse influenced a lot of like how I sing, how I write, watching the way that she talks about music and how truthful she is in her songs, like makes you want to create no matter what you're creating at a more honest level, more raw. So I'd say Amy Winehouse for sure. And three, probably Bonnie Vare. I think in terms of like alternative folk and just insane writing, I don't think there's too many people in our generation that can do what he does and is so versatile and can I don't, I don't even know, can say things that you don't understand at first, but after a couple times listening, you're like, wow, that's that's beyond just songwriting. That's like, that's real poetic stuff, you know? Yeah, and and, and, and what was the name again? Bonnie Bear. Yeah, Bonnie Bear. You know Skinny Love by Birdie? That... Is that yeah, how you it. say his name? <laughs> Dude, I've been saying no, Bon say Iver. <laughs> I've been saying that for years. I was like, oh, I know everybody, but I don't know him. I'm after. Yeah, um, he has one song 
uh, on the uh, Twilight Twilight soundtrack, one of them, which was like, and I didn't mm-hmm. like the movie. I mean, I'm lying. I love the movie. I don't love it now, though. I tried to rewatch it. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't. But but uh, no, the Twilight soundtracks is another thing that slipped on. Those songs were like so romantic with so much yeah. uh, feeling. He has a song on there called, I want to say, Iris or something let me fact check it but yeah he has a song on there that's really really like indie folk like Mm. you're driving down a um rainy road type you know it's really chill talking about uh yeah roslin yes i think saint vincent's on it too yeah he is ah that song gets me every time fantastic 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 yeah but see, that's what I love about indie music so much. Like, not not to say that this is the only genre that does, because I've listened to other genres and they like took me places. But indie, just chilling, listening to indie music, yeah. it can take you places. Yeah, man. I think that's why I'm sort of you like attached, attach myself, attach my sound to that, because there's not too much production. In, uh, I won't say there's not too much, but I'll say the production's more intentional than it would be if I was in another genre. And it allows you to say things more precisely and like craft sounds more directly, which is, I don't know. I, I'm a big fan of intentional music and especially in the writing. And if the production can reflect it, that's even better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, how did it feel? Because what people don't know, I actually discovered you this year. You know, I was on my future baby mama, Jessie Reyes. I was on her (laughs) Instagram post. And, uh, you know, she Mm -hmm. shouted you out. Like, how how did that feel? Because honestly, I would have jumped out the window. I would have died and got resurrected. How was that? (laughs) That's She's actually... That that's sec- the second time it's ever happened, and both times I remember like the first time I ran into my mother's room like a little kid, and I was like Jesse Reyes just just shared my video. I did a cover of her and B Miller's song uh, "Feels Like Home," and I put it up on YouTube. And you know, I just sort of whenever I put up a cover of an artist, I just sort of like tweeted at them once, once or twice, this, this, and that, yeah. and just if it gets attention, cool. And. I get all of a sudden like a notification. I deleted Instagram the day before or like a, f- a few days before because I was like, yeah, I, n- I needed like a little break. Wow. So I, I get off and then the day I re-download it, like a few hours, not even a few hours, like 20 minutes later, I get Jesse Reyes mentioned you in a story and I like flipped out. She's one of my absolute favorite artists. Absolute, absolute. And I think something that, originally drew me to her was you could hear that amy winehouse influence like the second you hear her voice so just yes. like that like yeah when, when she said she when she said she influenced her yeah, i was absolutely. like yeah i can yeah. see that yeah i don't know something about and that's another just like truthful songwriting incredible production incredible voice like every word she sings you know she means it and i don't think there's a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of that now and like the platform that at the platform that she has, I think she's one of the few people who do it the way she does, and it's so sick to see. 
Yeah. And it's unfortunate that, you know, with COVID and everything, her album was released mm. during this time. But I have a th- I have a theory, like, because a lot of artists were pushing back their stuff. I was like, dude, we're at home. We're going insane with nothing to do. This is the time to push mm-hmm. your content. Like, you literally have the world, you know, <laughs> hostage. So it, it was a blessing and a curse. But I just loved um, that mm-hmm. album because, you know, it, it it's like a a ride yep. like every intention you know it, and like when i was listening to it cuz you know i was I, i'll admit i'm not afraid i popped the <laughs> lsd tab and i just listened to it and like meditated on it and i felt like i was going through like a frugal mm. ride like each you know l- like roof was probably at the end of the funeral when, you know, you meet up with your buddies at the bar and reminisce, you know, like each song had like that funeral, you know, aspect to it. And it was like a journey. And I think it's so badass how the album starts, because if you really think about it, it starts as if uh, you're coming Mm -hmm. into it. You know, it's, you know, it doesn't just have a complete start like it's like you're walking into the conversation and how badass is it that your first thing you say on your first <laughs> official album is I <laughs> as soon as i friends. heard that like, i was like oh this album's it like that it's, it's over i knew it i knew it as soon as i heard that yeah and it's funny that you mentioned like the whole funeral procession because i think that album is like the perfect embo- embodiment of a dying relationship i think every song like has its purpose everything is perfectly placed and it's interesting that you said like funeral because the day that it dropped unfortunately uh my grandmother passed from covid but the day that the album dropped we were driving into her funeral it was only just me and my family it was like a, a limited capacity funeral because the virus was in full swing it was like that first real peak in new york so listening to that album it just Mm -hmm. as as sad as I was it was a way to escape but also connected me to something bigger even though like I'm not gonna say it was like a a a light because that day was a dark day you know but it was just something to to hold on to and I think it was a it came out at a good good time for me yeah and I'm sorry for your loss Yeah, but just know that she's still with you, looking on you, looking down on you. You know, I feel like, you know, we have a connection with people that Mm -hmm. never goes away. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah, so when you write music, how do you, like, what's your writing process? Because I know some people are like, oh, I like to get high, or oh, I go in the bathtub or a small space and write. How how do you create Mm -hmm. a song? I think it's pretty different song to song how it starts but I have like a running note in my phone it's called one liner one liners right and my friend my friends will like go through my phone and be like oh you would you cracking jokes and no like it's it's one line like a song if you think of a line or a phrase that I want to write a song about or and I it's like an idea I keep it in there because I can't write a song at the moment and then I'll look through it when I'm home and like have a guitar or a piano in front of me and I'll be like oh that's a cool idea let me expand on it and usually it starts with 
that one idea and then I'll come up with a chord progression that fits it and like a little melody I'll start humming stuff and then I'll sort of say what I want to say about it once I get into that zone of where I was when I thought of the line and then from there just sort of uh I don't know it it, it comes some songs come more naturally than others that's like the understatement of a century but some some songs you have to fight and wrestle yeah. with and call for help to get right and i i think people should shouldn't be ashamed of you know having to phone a friend if they they need help with the song i think that's something that i'm getting over now is wanting to be a hundred percent a hundred percent like an island when i'm writing my own music you know like it's all me my like the production's me the mixing's me the writing is me i think i'm sort of letting it go now and i'll come up with an idea in what i want to say and then if I need to, I'll phone a friend and be like, okay, this is what I'm trying to say. What do you think has to happen? Or what do you think of the production, this, this, and that? And that sort of is how my process is now, just sort of getting a solid base. And then if I need to ask for help, and if not, then I'll like go make a cup of tea, come back up and write something else, you know, just sort of breaking up my ideas and breaking up the creative flow in a way that it allows for at each moment when I go back to it, it's fresh. So instead of trying to like sit down nice. and knock out a whole song, if, if it's not in me at the moment, go away from it, maybe a couple of days, come back when it's, it feels like a new idea again. And I think I write best when my ideas are, are new or like I'm completely in it. Yeah, that's interesting. Cause I was saying like me, I don't consider myself, I, I'm an actor mm-hmm. first, but I don't really consider myself a songwriter because I, I think only one time in my life I've sat down and wrote a song on command. And I think in order to be a songwriter, you have to write, you know, be able to write songs. But for me, it's weird because I went to uh, Colin College, which is a, uh, a community college in Plano, mm-hmm. and they had a songwriting class. And because the way I get songs, normally they come to me. They come to me already. Like I hear the voice Mm. that's singing it. It's already fully producing everything. And I asked my teacher, I was like, is this normal? Does this happen to everybody? And she was like, you're so lucky. Like I would, there's hours that I've wasted trying to find a a lyrics to a melody. Or I had these lyrics that I was trying to find. Mm-hmm. a beat to but like it comes to me incomplete so I'll get like a chorus and I'll try to like tittle with it you know try to write a top part mm-hmm. or you know a bottom part to it or collab with somebody but yeah I love songwriting songwriting yeah. is awesome no that's that's so cool that it comes to you like that I don't know too many people who just have a song in their head and the struggle is trying to get it out I think most of the creative process or like a creative block is when for the people I know and like for myself as well is just trying to figure out how I want to say something and then figuring out the perfect words to say it. Like I know the feeling and I know exactly like what, I don't know, like where it hurts, you know, like it's like a, I I don't know how to describe it. I think I was 
trying to produce with my friend once and we were talking about like oh what do we want to do with this production like what are the ideas it's just and that i was like i don't even know like what direction it is i just know it want i want it to i want this part like to hurt a specific way and i think it i don't understand what that means until i get it right but once i once you get to that point of arrival like it all makes sense like everything that all the nonsense words that you were saying before it all lines up to to mean what you want it to yeah and another thing that i found is really cool that i've been playing with myself have you ever heard the uh cs demo to uh diamonds no oh it's amazing okay so basically and this is another uh this is a writing technique that sia does she admitted saying that she does it sometimes she'll have a like the instrumental to Mm -hmm. a song right and then she'll just blurt out like uh you know, just blurt out different things like say that the thingy, I that you and I, you and I in the sky. And then what she'll do is she'll take the words that, you know, make mm-hmm. sense and try to fill in the blank. So it's kind of like she's getting it from the universe or letting the universe work with her. I think that's a cool way to write too. I've been playing. Yeah. I've been playing with that. You got to check it out. Uh, Who's your top three favorite rappers of all time. Oh God. Rappers. I'd say. I'm going to sound real basic, but I guess they're big for a reason. Um, I think. Drake came at an important an important time for me. I think. Yeah. I I think rap gets thrown under the bus for being a whole bunch of things it's not. Um, especially like the more explicit stuff that you know your parents you you kind of have to lower around your parents that that sort of music. Yeah. Um, but I yeah. think at at its core, rap music is some of like the most most truthful writing and the most poetic things that there are the amount that they have to rhyme you know to fit into whatever verse like it's it's an insane amount and it's more than what the average songwriter has to come up with to fill out a pop song you know so yeah drake uh i agree i think and and i don't think it's basic like i feel because music is you it could be broken down to a scientific level hell it could be broken down to a spiritual mm. level and i believe that drake is actually tapped into that spiritual level cuz when i listen to his music you know back in the day when drake first started of course you know there are some people that hate on him but it's hard to find a person that doesn't like right. Drake. You know, he's he's the only artist that I can say because my favorite rapper of all time is mm-hmm. Eminem. And even some people, you know, there are some people that hate right. on him. But I cannot find one single person. And I'm sure there are some people out there, but most people are connected with Drake in right. some and kind of way. And even if you're not, you, you know? got to respect him at some level because there's a reason that that success level is where it's at yeah and and people say oh he you know he copies music or oh he 
Stills music. I think it's uh like if I wrote something and Drake took it, like say for instance, Hotline Bling is basically I like to cha cha. I don't really consider it as stealing as more as inspiration. You yeah, know what no, I mean? I think there's a fine line with that too. Um, like that whole there was a big um lawsuit against just to bring it back to Ed Sheeran again, um, the thinking out loud versus that Marvin Gaye song. And that mm-hmm. I guess if you if you listen to it, you could see it, but it's definitely not a direct ripoff. It's de- it's very clearly inspiration, and I think that that line is really really vague, and it's you have to be really careful on where you where you step and where you overstep. Sometimes, like, but I definitely think imitation is the highest form of flattery, and if a good song works, there's a reason that it works. So obviously people are going to try and replicate it in their own and interpret it in their own way. And I don't think that that's a bad thing or that it's, it's ripping off something. I just think it's, it's part of part of creating. And I think it's part of consuming as well. Mm -hmm. If you could collaborate with three singers and three rappers, who would they be? I have my own personal list of the singers, <laughs> but I want to hear yours. Um, rappers, I'd like, I'd like to see if I could do anything with Chance the Rapper. I think that would be uh, ridiculous. Yeah. I love him. Um, singers, I think maybe James Arthur. That might be. An interesting contrast to have because he's got such a powerful I can voice. See that. Yeah, I can see how your voices would kind of. Yeah, I, I can think see that'd that. be fun. Um, him, John Mayer would be crazy. Um, and there's this smaller singer. I won't say smaller, but a less lesser known singer songwriter named Lewis Watson. I don't know if you've heard of him or his music, but he's one of my favorite songwriters of like all time so i would love to work with him on something i think that'd be crazy yeah so those are the three singers (laughs) yeah my mine would be uh number one ed Mm. sheeran because i've seen how he works with you know different artists i think you guys could write a super banger (laughs) um yeah i would like to see you collab with birdie yep (laughs) <laughs> yeah, she's very she's very underrated. Absolutely. Like whenever I'm like trying to talk to talk about people to her, I say picture if Adele was a teenager cuz she still has that emotion like Adele, yeah. but there's this young presence, this young soul about her. I would really I think your voices would mesh together and even Jessie Reyes. Oh I feel like, yeah, because I, I feel like, you know, since you love Amy Winehouse, I've never really uh, heard any, you know, kind of like hard, heart-wrenching music from you, but I know you got it in there somewhere, and I feel like Jesse Reyes would definitely help you, like, pull out the sorrow. Right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know? I think that the one thing that I've always said and that I kind of want to get away from is that I wouldn't be able to work with like people I love like at that level like Ed Sheeran and Jesse Reyes people who have like created me I feel like if I got into a room with them I'd just 
blank you know like that's like one of my fears so I I, I always like oh I, I would never be able to meet them I would never be able to to write with them yeah I think you could I think you could I mean by all means like if I if I ever got a chance to work with Jesse Reyes I would be like I need 10 minutes to just uh it, you know if there's a room 10 minutes to just yep. scream you know, just leave me by myself, and and when I come back, you know, we're gonna yeah, do this. Yeah, no, definitely. We're gonna do this. 100%. Is this the uh your first interview or first podcast? You've yeah, ever this done? is the first first podcast. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's so I'm cool. Yes. I, when I saw the comment, I was like, "Oh, that's sick! I want to jump on it." Yeah, if you could open a show for any artist, who would it be? <laughs> Um, God, open a show. I think, I think I would be a decent opener for for Ed Sheeran, like just genre wise, music wise. Yeah. I think that audience would align with this type of stuff I make. Yeah, that would actually be cool, like a coming of circle. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, hundred you know. percent. Yeah, uh, my answer would have been, uh, do you know who Tosh Altana is? Oh, yeah, 100, yep. <laughs> yeah, you remind me of a lot, like, the way I would describe you if Tosh Altana and Jesse Reyes had a kid, <laughs> like, it would be that's you. That's the biggest pretty compliment. Jeez. One of my best friends, that's, like, one of her favorite artists, and she put me on to to her, and she's, like, a you ever see like her loop, her loop pedal videos? Like just the way that she gets into the music is. Yes, and she does that at her concerts too. I think it's. Have amazing. you been to one? Yes, I have. I she came to Dallas one mm. time, and it's funny because I actually met her. I was in Austin, and I was she was street performing, and I was like, "No, this <laughs> is. Are you Tom Saltana? Obviously, you are. Wow. You know." Yeah, she's really, really sweet. And I know my friends, like, get annoyed because I made a promise. I was like, if I ever see the Welcome to the Jungle video on Facebook, I'm sharing it. I don't care what year it is. <laughs> and I've done that. Every time I saw it, I was like, up, oh, got to share it. Yeah. No, it, she's insane. I would love, love to meet her, love to work with her, love to be in the same room as her, <laughs> just anything. Yeah. What is the most useless talent you have? <laughs> um useless talent. I think God, that's a tough one. Um I think probably like just ball handling skills like with basketball. I could like spin a ball on my finger for like 30 minutes. That's pretty useless. Ball is yeah. life. Are you good at basketball? I used to play in high school. I played like all four years so it was a, a big part of my life at one point yeah cool cool um let's see do you sing in the shower and if so what's your favorite song oh i sh <laughs> i stopped singing in the shower because my, my my sister started to make fun of me so i used to do it like every day and it would be just like the whole plus album from ed sheeran and like I, I don't even know. Like <laughs> like old old Taylor Swift. Uh yeah. Like 
everybody knows me knows that I'm a huge fan of Taylor Swift now. Yeah, but her old stuff like Unbeatable. Crazier <laughs> and December. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. yeah, I I don't know. I think I think it's super cool that she was able to to switch genres and the fact that she got all that hate was just more attention for her. And I like the way that mm-hmm. she sort of like flips that hate and like when especially when she's writing. I don't know. I think she's she's been a cool artist like through and through. I definitely resonate more with the older stuff, mm-hmm. but I I respect mm-hmm. everything that she's doing. Yeah, she was one of the only artists from this generation that writes all of her music, like literally every song. Yeah, and I think that comes from being a country artist first. I think country is was founded on the backs of singer songwriters and just like. It's that was like the the first true, you know, like folk singer songwriter scene with the country scene, and it's it's yeah. kept its yeah. roots for a long time of just like you write what you sing and you you mean what you say. Yeah, what's your uh, the best song that you've written? Like out of all the songs that you've written, uh, which one is your favorite? Um, my song, haunted that got released like earlier in May. I think that's like my favorite song writing wise, production wise. And I got to write it with my friend Sam uh, Sam McPherson. And he's an mm-hmm. incredible writer, incredible singer. So the, I think that's that's the one. Nice. What's your top three favorite songs? All time? Yeah. Oh god. Um Probably give me love by Ed Sheeran because that's like the song mm, that's, that's my favorite. Ed, yeah, yeah, that's one of my favorite Ed Sheeran songs. Yeah, that's like the song that made me want to start writing. Um, that uh, I don't know. Um, probably for Emma, um, by by Bonnie Vare off of that first album, the From Forever Ago album. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful song, beautiful arrangement. And third would probably be, it would have to be an Amy Winehouse song. So uh, yeah. probably like Some Unholy War. I think that's the song. It I read somewhere that it took her like two years to finish writing it. And if you listen to it, like, you could tell why, you know, like it's yeah, just really truthful writing, really passionate. Like everything she does is passionate, but that one especially sticks out. So, yeah, I'd say that those are my three. Yeah. And it like her death really like hit close to me when she R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Because her death like really hit. And, and like I was reading about her story and she was actually like her dad like completely blamed her boyfriend mm-hmm. you know for like introducing her to different drugs and stuff but she had the chance to go to rehab and her dad was like no you don't need to go cuz you have all these yep. shows she she had to contractually do and i was like okay so you're blaming him but you didn't help yeah, either yeah no i think selfishness and, killed her and, like selfishness of the people yeah. around her and did you see her last concert? Yes. Oh, that's so that's so sad. 
it was so sad. It kept me up at night, man. Yeah. It kept me up at night. Mm-hmm. But one of my uh, favorite songs uh, from you, you don't have any uh, names for them. It was the one where you were on your couch playing guitar and then your dad came in. <laughs> he, he was like, run me my money, man. You're using my couch. Yep. You know? <laughs> no. I think uh, that was cool. Um I like the one where you were like me, my coconut water, and a good song. <laughs> I like that one. Thank you. And then I like the one where you're like one of the best songs in one of the best, most boring outfits. That those were all I actually like that, a, cool. that first the one where my dad's yelling at me on the couch. That's a song by um, oh, what what is it called? I don't know, but they had it's. I think it's called Candles. Yeah. yeah, and then the second one is a girl in red song called Watch You Sleep, which if you haven't checked her out, I think she's so dope. I think she's and like her stage presence as well is just absolutely insane. Um, And then that third one is a Lewis Watson song. So like that that singer songwriter I was I was talking about before. Yeah, uh, you didn't write any no, of those. No, no, I wish I did. I, I, I'm gonna find. I'm gonna find. Those aren't the only ones I liked of you. Okay, <laughs> uh, I, I, I like the one where you titled "Why I Stopped Writing Song Rough Drafts" featuring best friend man who hold phone. You wrote that. <laughs> yeah, one. yeah, that one's mine. I I loved that one. I also uh, liked "Untitled Number Two at John Vincent. Go stream his motherfucking album not <laughs> sponsored i just love him yeah. you know i liked that Thank one um shut up big head is one of my favorites <laughs> it's an interesting title yeah no yeah i need to um, work on my captions <laughs> he sounds so bad over this yeah. over the phone. no it's it's cool it's cool other side mp3 mistakes and all maybe i'll finish her maybe not promise me you will finish this cool I really like that Thank one. You. I think, yeah, another one of my friends told me I had to finish that one. But yeah, and Eden, Eden is a definite buy. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I think the producer yeah, and, for that and, is sick. Like, I, I love that guy. I was talking to him on the phone yesterday. He actually, uh, what's his name? His real name is Diego, but his producer name is Bloom Line, B L O O M Line. And he got to produce, uh, you know, Olivia O'Brien. Yes. He got to produce a remix for her off of like her new single. Jocelyn has like an EP, a separate EP for it with like the like a couple different versions of it. And he he made the cut, and it's like so sick to see where, what he's doing now. And like, I don't know, I I love his music. I've loved his music back then. I love it. 10 days from now. I love it. Like, he's just an incredible, incredible producer, incredible musician. Yeah. Uh, I also like possibly my favorite chorus of all time. Um, and, and I loved your chorus of Paris by the 1975. Uh-huh. I know you didn't write. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of that. So I was like, I know that was a cover. I love the 1975. That's like favorite band of all time. Hands down. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, that's what I was gonna ask you next. If you could work with any three producers, who would they be? I'm just gonna shout this one out. One of my favorite producers in the world is Ryan Tedder. Oh, yep, 
Yep. 100%. Like his songwriting, his songwriting skills. He's the type of songwriter where he writes for other artists and you don't know, mm-hmm. but the minute you find out it was him, you're like, that makes sense. yeah, I can hear him. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I would definitely yeah. say that he's one of my, one of my favorite producers. So I'd say him, John Bellion. And yes, you know John. Of course, of course. I'm from oh New York. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. What's your favorite John Bellion song? Oh my god. Um he has so many good ones. He has Throne, uh Carry the Throne, Simple and mm-hmm. Sweet, like All Time Low Guillotine. Oh, oh, Guillotine is gorgeous. I love that song. And I like the videos that he does, like the behind the production videos like the behind the scenes stuff those are some of my favorite videos on youtube but i think my favorite song as of now it changes like every week because i'm always listening to him but i think right now it is that whole thing that he did with twami the adult swim like the whole five minute like verse by verse feels like a freestyle but might not be that song yeah Nice, yeah. nice. What's the best advice you've ever been given? I wasn't given this directly, but it's something that I heard. Uh, I don't know if you know Phoebe Bridges, but um, her friend gave her this advice. And I was watching an interview and she said it. And I was like, that's the greatest thing I've ever heard. Um, and it's your greatest ideas are your jokes or something along the lines of that. Like the the thing that you're sort of scared to say but so you have to say it in a joking manner is like your most honest most vulnerable idea and you should take that and like run with it yeah yeah i think that's a beautiful a beautiful sentiment (laughs) i agree i agree now who are some artists that you think are very underrated like artists that you just love and you're like why am i the only person that heard this so many um well lewis watson and um jesse reyes doesn't get enough love even though she is bigger than him but um she's still underrated she needs to be more 100 percent uh i think phoebe bridges deserves more love she's one of my favorite like honest songwriters um and then aside from that i think my friend sam sam mcpherson he's starting to gain like a little bit he's actually has a a good amount of traction but i think that he's one of those people that's gonna take over the world very soon so i think he's underrated for now um noah kahan or noah khan i don't know how you say it i think he's yeah an incredible writer so yeah like a lot of singer songwriters and a lot of my friends <laughs> deserve to be taken over the world very soon and i think it's gonna happen i know it is i know it is <laughs> let's see are you into movies at all yeah big into movies what's your top three <sighs> edge of 17 um, mm-hmm. let me think Edge of Seventeen, The Art of Racing in the Rain is like one of the saddest movies, but it's also incredible. Like it'll make you cry from top to bottom. Um, yeah. And three, probably just like The Polar Express. 
just because of the nostalgia. Yeah, the Polar Express is one of my favorite Christmas movies. How the Grinch Stole Christmas is number one. Whenever mm-hmm. Christmas comes around, if I want to get in the mood, I pop that in. Jim Carrey is amazing. Right. Yeah, what's your go-to karaoke song? Oh, I'm too. I'm too afraid to do karaoke. But if, if I if I had enough like courage, <laughs> um. Probably like before he cheats, Carrie Underwood. I feel like that's like a quintessential karaoke song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all that everybody knows. I stick to my Elton John because everybody that does karaoke knows either Elton John or Billy Joel. Yeah. So, t- you know, it, <laughs> yeah, that way if you forget the words, you can like hold the, hold them. you know, hold the mic out there. <laughs> Where things you are can't give you a heart up. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, are you in the musical theater at all? I wish I could say yes, but no, I'm not. It's not for everybody. It's not for I think the only like musical I've ever really liked was on Broadway, like the Carol King musical. And that's because that was like actual like pop songs or like older songs, you know. I don't know what it is about yeah. it. I, it. It doesn't. It's not my not my cup of tea, but I'm not knocking it. I'll, I'll, I'd, I'd definitely be down for some suggestions of great musical theater or whatever you think. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, well, one I think you would like is Rent. Uh, it's it, it's a musical about um, aid, the AIDS pandemic in the uh, 21st century. It, it, like, gives a message, but it doesn't push it too hard. But yeah, Rent's a good one. Uh, Hamilton in the Heights, of course. Um, I don't know if it's still on Netflix, but Shrek the musical is hilarious. It doesn't take itself too seriously. And like, it's funny because a lot of people have seen musicals and didn't even notice they were looking at musicals. Like technically Prince of Egypt from DreamWorks, that's a musical. Um, greatest showman. Uh, oh, I like the, the Cinder- okay, okay, I see it, I understand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the Cinderella with uh, Brandy and Whitney Houston, RIP. Mm-hmm. That was a musical, that's one of my favorites. Yeah, okay. like I'm a huge Songheim and Roger Hammerstein fan, but that has to be a lot. Like, if we're looking at that, I will sing top to bottom. I'm sorry. <laughs> No, I love that. Yeah, I'll definitely check some stuff out. I should be more well versed in that in that world. Yeah, what's your perfect day off look like? Um, basically, like what this in- entire quarantine was just like hanging out with my family, and then having the freedom to just like walk upstairs and write a song when I need to, and then hang out with friends <laughs> with a mask on. Um, yeah, I think, I think a day off, a perfect day off is defined by the, the people I'm with. It's not, I could be doing anything with those people and that it would be the the perfect day off. Nice. Nice. Let's see. What kind of TV shows do you watch? Um, like basic Netflix top 10 stuff like Stranger Things and Outer Banks yeah. watched. Um, and I used to like be big into Girl Meets World. I know that's, that's like the the old Disney show. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, those are like my top three. I don't I don't watch too much TV. I can't I can't get invested in it. But those three, I definitely if they if they like would continue to put out seasons, I would watch. Yeah, uh, I like Raven's Home, so I can't yeah. <laughs> judge you yeah. on girlies. Well, do you? Uh, huh? That show's funny as hell. Oh, uh, yeah, I love it. Um, did you watch? Uh, are you a fan of American Horse? Yep. Yeah, I should have added that in the list for sure. What's your, What's your favorite season? <laughs> Coven. Coven. Yeah. Or Asylum. Those. I think those those two. In my opinion, those are like the top two, the best top two. Um, let's see. If you could give any advice to anybody listening to this right now, what would it be? Um, assuming that they're a creative of some sort is to get your ideas out in so, in some capacity. Even if it's just, like, if you're too nervous to send it, like, out to iTunes or something. Like, send it to 10 of your friends. And just get get ideas out into the world. You don't know who they're going to resonate with. Like, I had no idea you listened to, to my music and that you liked the content I put out. And you you, you just never know, like, what, what comes out of out of your ideas. So I'd say just get your thoughts out in whatever you're comfortable with. And then push that envelope the as time goes on. Yes. Would you be down for a game of song association? Oof. Yeah, sure, sure. Yay. Hold on, let me get some <laughs> let, let me get a good one. All right. Uh dance. Is this like the word association or like if I what I associate with the word dance? Okay, basically the way the song works, uh I say a word. And you have to sing a song uh, with the word in the song. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Dance. Mm. As soon as it happens, you blank out. Um, right. God, I have no idea. Oh. Oh, I want to dance with somebody. I want to feel the heat with somebody. <laughs> yep, dance. I thought you were going to say, dance, dance. We're full in the foot. I thought you were going with that one. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. Bold choice, though. Whitney Houston, wow, just out of nowhere. Most yeah. people are scared of her. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I didn't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, breathe. Mm. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. That's a B. Miller song. Mm, I was about to say, I need to check that one out. Shoot, that sounded good. (laughs) Um, Rainbow. Somewhere over the rainbow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I can't sing that right now. (laughs) Right. Somewhere over the rainbow. I'll say it for you. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> um, let's see. Trying to find a good one. Uh, somebody. Now you're just somebody that I used to know. Somebody. <laughs> that I used to know. I got you on backup. Yeah. 
I, I got your old backup. It's funny because all my friends that, like, I can hold a tune, but all my friends that can sing, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to be back here. I'm going to sing back up. You, you know, you go. I got, you know, I got the, yeah. I can tell you. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. Beauty. Um, I can't. What? Or beautiful. Okay. Will you still love me when I'm no longer young and beautiful? Yeah, that's Bay right there. Hundred percent. I love her. <laughs> yeah, I love listening to her while I clean. Mm-hmm. That's Deep. 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 Because uh, uh, the hole inside my heart is stupid deep. Stupid deep. John Billion. Yeah. <laughs> Sugar. Sugar, yes, please. Come for the time like me. <laughs> Room five. Room five. Keep the classic. Imagine. Imagine all the people living life in peace. Monster. I'm friends with the monster on the mountain. <laughs> And last one, as you know, I'm a huge Ariana stan. Can you sing me one of her songs, please? Oh, my God. Um, I could be needy, way too damn needy. Tell me how good it feels to be needed. <laughs> okay, you're going to fall out of your chair, but that is my favorite Ariana Grande song, so yeah. I'm so I'm so glad that you said because I am needy. You know, I'm working <laughs> on it. I'm working on it. I've been hurt. That's Leave fine. me alone. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was nice talking to you. This has to be hands down the best, most comfortable interview I ever did. I said what I said. You know? Wow. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad to be. I'm glad this is my first podcast. This is a a good, a great start to it. <laughs> yeah, it was very smooth. I just have one last request because I know this is gonna happen. Promise me when you blow up, because I know you will blow up eventually. Uh, you come back and we do like an album, like because w- whenever you release your album, I want to like go track by track and dissect it with you. Promise me that. Oh yeah, absolutely. I would love that. You know, (laughs) well, you've been, like I said, you've been a great guest. Thank you for coming on. And we got to come back again sometime. If not to just chop up underrated artists, because there is a lot of underrated artists, your friends included, that do deserve shout outs that I would love to talk about and just, you know, trade music with you. And I think that's another thing why I love about indie music, because nine times out of ten, you're not listening to the same as the other person because there's so many indie artists out there. So you get to trade them like Pokemon cards, you know? Yep, absolutely. I would love to. I would love to, love to. 
Yeah. Well, thank you so much and have a great day. Okay. You too. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.